All right, welcome to Jetstream Live. Uh, super excited to be here today. We're with Raul Galera, and he's Partnerships Lead at Referral Candy. And we're going to be talking about referral marketing for e-commerce companies. Uh, super excited to jump into this and, and talk about this, Raul. Uh, but before we jump into that, uh, just a little bit of background about yourself, if you can tell us uh, about yourself and then uh, what you do at Referral Candy and what Referral Candy does as well would be great. Absolutely. Uh, so first of all, thanks for having me. Um, so I have been working at Referral Candy for the past uh, six years now, almost. Um, I joined back in 2016 um, and I... I basically run uh, kind of like all the, the, well, now I run a team of, of, of partners. Uh, oh, sorry. Let me start over. <laughs> um, so I, I now run a team uh, of, of partnerships um, here at Refall Candy. So now basically what we do is to create uh, alliances with um, mostly e-commerce agencies, which are the ones that eventually use our product with our, with their customer base, uh, but also with other tech companies in the e-commerce space and uh, media companies as well. And so, yeah, uh, pretty pretty excited to be here and, and chat about, about referral marketing, which is what we do at, at Referral Candy. Um, I don't know uh, if the audience is familiar with what Referral Candy does, but basically uh, for the past over 10 years now, we've been uh, helping e-commerce brands to set up and run customer referral programs and basically have them running on on autopilot. Yeah, very cool. And, and you know, we all know the power of referrals and, and word of mouth marketing. I think we're always trying to tap into that and, and uh, you know, strengthen that to, to promote brands and to promote more sales. Because if we can turn one acquired customer into like <clears throat> six or seven or more, mm -hmm. or maybe even an ambassador, um, you know, that can that can really grow. Um, and I think one of the things that would be helpful for the audience and for myself as well is to really understand the difference between like a referral, an ambassador, an affiliate, an advocate, an influencer, and maybe there's some real overlap there. But if you don't mind just running us through what, what's the real difference there? Would you use a referral program to have an affiliate run your campaign or an influencers? So can you just uh, kind of unpack that? Yeah, absolutely. So they... They, they all fall under the umbrella of, of uh, referral marketing or word of mouth marketing. Um, that's kind of like the broader term to, to talk about influencer marketing, affiliate marketing, or referral marketing. Um, and the, I would say the difference between all those three uh, lays on the, the, the relationship between the person that's making the recommendation and the person receiving it. Um, and then also maybe the kind of like the, the reward options uh, that are being given to the person making the recommendation and the, and the person re uh, receiving it. So, um, for example, if we, if we think about an affiliate program, um, we typically think of somebody that has some sort of, some sort of channel, some sort of medium where they can uh, share a message to an audience that, that follows them. So uh, a blog, a podcast, a YouTube channel, um, you know, uh, kind of like bigger media companies do it too. Um, and they might insert referral links or affiliate links in their content. So, you know, in case anybody that's reading a blog post clicks on the link and makes a purchase, they can get a commission out of it. Um, the person that's receiving that recommendation, first of all, might not get a discount, may or may not get a discount um, from clicking on that link and making a purchase. Uh, the person that's making the, the recommendation will for sure get uh, some sort of commission. Um, and also the person making the recommendation, uh, person making the recommendation may not know who's on the other side clicking on the link and making a purchase. So um, 
the person obviously obviously that's clicking on the link and has you know read the content probably knows the person just from you know uh, again looking at their content and kind of like uh, being a follower of of whatever medium they they're on uh, but but there's not a personal relationship between those two uh, which is not the case in a referral program. In a referral program, we typically refer our friends, our family members, uh, our coworkers. So those referrals happen in a, in a much uh, in a smaller circle. Um, and, and also the rewards tend to be more equal on both sides. So if I refer a friend, I might get 20% or 30% off my next purchase, but my friend will also get uh, the similar reward or higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say the influencer marketing, it's very similar to the example that I just mentioned about affiliate marketing. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, influencers are people that have some sort of, um, uh, so obviously they have an audience because they have some sort of authority in one particular niche or one particular um, expertise that makes them interesting for whoever follows them. Um, and so when they promote a product, they typically promote it from kind of like a personal perspective. So it's not, they're not just like celebrities or, you know, or, or athletes promoting a product. Uh, these people kind of have their reputation. Their reputation is a little bit on the line if they are promoting a product that ends up not being good because their, their audience follows them because they have expertise in one particular field. Um, and so, so yeah, it's, it, it's interesting how they all kind of like blend together at some point, but they all have their own uh, kind of like little uh, differences that makes them unique. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is a slight difference between an advocate and an ambassador and a, an affiliate and an influencer, but they're all, if you drew a Venn diagram, there'd be a lot of crossover there, right? Um, I'm curious, like, like say I'm an a, a, a e-commerce store owner on Shopify or BigCommerce or WooCommerce, whatever platform it may be, and I'm selling shoes or something. What does it actually look like in implementation? Like, is there, you know, a section on the site for referrals? Is there something that comes in an email to say, hey, join our referral program? And then they get a link or an ID. How does that actually work uh, when you execute this? Right. So without getting too into, uh, I mean, I I don't want to do a product demo for Fall Candy, but I'll (laughs) I'll, I'll, I'll talk about how the implementation will look like. Um, kind of like based on, you know, what a typical referral Candy implementation actually is. Um, And so... There's, diff- there's different ways that you can implement your referral program <laughs> in terms of how to uh, promote it to your customer base. So, and, and I would say that there are two main different ideas on how to run a referral program. Uh, one of them would be to have a public referral program in which you may have some sort of call to action on your site. You might have a widget. You might have a dedicated page. So people that are visiting your site it might be customers or not, can join the referral program, uh, enter their email address, get a referral link, and start sharing, uh, sharing it with, with their friends. Uh, the other option is to make it more private, uh, and only customers can join the program. Um, and you can do uh, either a post-purchase email uh, where customers get invited to join the referral program after they make a purchase or after they receive the product. Uh, or some sort of pop-up, maybe uh, on the thank you page. Once they've done the purchase, you can incentivize them to join the referral program. I've seen uh, even kind of like more creative ways of inviting customers. Uh, we have we have a few merchants that what they do is that they print um, kind of like a physical letter um, with a QR code to their their referral program join page, um, and they encourage people to sign up for the program. Um, just you know, at the moment of the unboxing, which is probably one of the one of the moments in which you have the, the full attention of your customer when they're like opening what what just uh, got got in the mail. 
Um, and so those are kind of like the two different ways. It, it could be both at the same time. I've seen lots of referral programs that do post-purchase emails to invite customers, but they also keep it open to website visitors because at the end of the day, um, converting a visitor into an advocate, um, it's kind of a way of converting traffic. Um, if I land on a website, let, let's say I don't, I, don't, I don't play soccer, but if I land on a website that's selling soccer material, even though I don't play soccer, I wouldn't buy anything for myself. But if I see that they have a referral program and I have lots of friends that play soccer and I can give my friends a discount, right. I'm probably going to sign up and get a referral link and share it with my friends right. just so they can get a discount. I might get something out of it, uh, but the main driver is going to be that I found a cool brand and my friends might be interested in it. So yeah, again, they're kind of like different approaches. Both of them work. Honestly, I've seen public referral programs and private referral programs work. Um, but, but yeah, those are kind of like the two main uh, ways of, of approaching how you, how do you uh, let your customers know basically? Yeah. It's interesting, right? Like you said, you, if you don't play soccer, you might still want to promote the brand. You might still love the brand, right? Like you could not be a customer, but be a referral, uh, a referrer of uh, clients or customers to a brand. That's really interesting to think about. Um, you know, we're talking about referral marketing. We're ultimately talking about, you know, word of mouth marketing here as well. Uh, why in 2022 does that stuff still matter, right? Like, you know, word of mouth seems like a very offline sort of strategy, right? Uh, but why is word of mouth marketing, you know, still important in uh, in 2022? I mean, I would say because it, it it's word of mouth uh, in general uh, being the, the, the first marketing channel that ever existed. Um, it has definitely passed the test of time um, in the sense that, you know, businesses have been relying on word of mouth to grow, to grow their businesses in every industry, every kind of field uh, for, for honestly centuries. Um, so it, that's, that's one of the main reasons why it's still so powerful because uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty robust and, and it has been able to, uh, to overcome, you know, many other channels that have come up and then they eventually died. Um, I would say that one of the reasons uh, I'll just give one particular example, but I think it's, it's pretty, pretty telling why referral marketing is still relevant. I read recently that in 2021 um, e-commerce stores paid more money to uh, Facebook, Facebook ads than what they made in net profit, <laughs> which means that uh, Facebook is making more money from your business than you are yourself as a business yeah. owner, so, which is, it's crazy. I mean, that's, that's, that should not be happening. Um, and, and so referral marketing, it's one of those channels that over time, um, it can, it has the potential of replacing, uh, some of your main, if not replacing, at least, uh, reducing your dependence on traditional customer acquisition channels, such as ads that could be Facebook, could be Google. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, you know, putting money on budgets that, may or may not convert, uh, be, might become more expensive uh, over time or not. You don't really have that much control over it. But referral marketing, um, if you have a good product, if you have a good purchase experience, if you have an overall good uh, you know, customer satisfaction, basically, um, your customers are going to refer their friends. If you can incentivize them to do that even more, uh, you can have a constant stream of new customers that are coming from referrals that are likely to spend more and and spend more time at your store and eventually be, be customers for a longer time and you don't and and, and it's going to be much cheaper to acquire than pretty much any other channel because on referral marketing sure you're giving a discount to the friend and the advocate but you're only paying once that purchase takes place mm -hmm. that's it you don't 
you know, if you if you don't if you don't get a purchase from your referral program, that's it. There are no discounts to give, right? Uh, so you know if you have to acquire a customer in exchange for giving them a 20% discount and maybe another 20%, I'm just throwing numbers here. Customer uh, stores might have different margins, but sure. if the cost of acquiring a new customer is giving 20% discount on a purchase and 20% discount on another purchase, I feel like that's, that's a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm thinking about like what, what companies or brands do you know of that are, that are doing a good job of this? Cause it's, I wouldn't say it's something that I come across a lot. I, I see a lot of brands that, you know, I buy from, you know, using SMS and using email to get me to come back and buy or, you know, potentially purchase more, which is a great way to extend your revenue from a single customer that's been acquired, whether it's from Facebook or organic traffic or something, right? It's like, let's turn this into more money, you know, higher lifetime value, bigger a- average order value. But I don't really see those brands promoting their, referral program in any way, whether it's, you know, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Outweigh socks. And so they send me a pair of socks uh, every month and I buy, you know, consistently. And I also sometimes go there and, and buy a bunch at once. Uh, they don't know if maybe I'm like a high level triathlon athlete that could be out there promoting and influencing for them. I've never been asked, you know, so, so who are the brands that are doing a good job of this or set a good example that maybe people could, the listeners could check out and say, Hey, that's a company that's doing this well. And actually if that brand had a, a referral program, they will be able to see that maybe you have refer a bunch of people, um, maybe, maybe from your podcast yeah. or maybe from, maybe because you're, you might be an athlete, like you said, you, they, they, you know, you never know who might be part of your customer base. So that's, that's one of the things that we do at referral candy is show brands, um, how, how much their customers are referring their friends. And you'll always see that there's a few outliers, um, you know, kind of like top advocates that are referring a lot more people sure. than anybody else. And that's a way for them to identify potential influencers from, from their customer base. Why is this person referring 10 friends every month when, you know, the average is two or three, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that's, um, obviously, well, that's, that's one of the things that, that we do at Referral Candy. Now answering your question of, um, why you don't see this more often. Um, I personally feel like there is, um, we have, uh, I mean, just, and, and again, this, this is not just, um, you know, marketers or, or e-commerce entrepreneurs. I feel like this is something that we, you know, just, you know, this is our human nature. Um, we tend to be wary of giving incentives to, to people. Uh, we think that we might get tricked or we think that we might, right. uh, we might see some sort of fraud happening, um, which, Obviously, there's there's always a possibility that that's that that's going to happen, right? Um, but well, the, the 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 response to that is having systems in place that prevent um, that that fraud from from happening. Um, but I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of brands don't think about referral marketing. It's because they think that, well, if we give the option of our customers to give discounts to their friends, they're going to send it to all their friends, and all their friends are going to make purchases with a discount. Um, and so, you know, and, and it's, and sometimes that's seen instead of, uh, uh, as an opportunity to tap on an audience that might not be aware of you. Uh, it's seen as a threat of, oh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to give out a lot of discounts. I'm going to make a lot of purchases, but, but I'm, all of those purchases are going to have a, a discount included in it. So, so it, it, you know, it's kind of like that, that mentality of, well, we know that ads work. We know that, you know, uh, paying per click, eventually we know what's the ROI we're getting from there, but if we open it to people, people are, you know, kind of, uh, 
I'd say unpredictable, right? And so we don't we don't know <laughs> yes, what's going to happen. And, and I think, and, and this is something I'm not, you know, honestly, I'm not making it up. It's it's you know, it's uh, I've I've been on, on a lot of calls with merchants that that literally just show this concern of like, oh, what happens um, if one of my what happens if one of my uh, advocates has a blog or has a YouTube channel, and all of a sudden we end up having tons of purchases with one coupon code, right? So yeah, so it's 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 kind of like uh, a way of I mean it's a way of thinking it and and, and it's a way of uh, I would say comparing that acquisition channel to whatever you're paying through through other channels. So so yeah, and then in terms of which brands or which industries uh, this tends to work the best. Uh, so uh, honestly, subscriptions. You 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 gave a great example. Subscriptions work really well because, like you said, it's something you're buying it constantly. It becomes part of your monthly routine. Getting a, a box in the mail from the brand that you love. So you're you're probably going to talk about it because it's something that's happening on a regular basis. And you're probably going to tell you you've you've probably told your friend. I mean, you just told me, and we just told the audience. About, I tell people I tell people all the time because exactly. I, I like I get a new pair of socks. I get so it's like Christmas at the start of every month. I get this new pair of socks. I don't know what's coming, and I love it. Exactly. I mean, it's to me subscription businesses that don't have a referral program. I, I honestly don't understand that because it's again like there, there's no more there's no more proof of trust from your customers than being on a subscription. It's like, look, I so I, I know that I know that Outway has a referral program. I know they have an advocate program, but they've never, to my knowledge, brought it up to me. Like, hey, maybe you want to refer some customers, and and I talk about it all the time, right? It just hmm. they haven't promoted it, which is interesting to me. It might it might be an ambassador program, so maybe like yeah, maybe you need to apply excuse me, to become an, an advocate or ambassador. And then you might have need to have like some sort of right. platform to promote it. Uh, that, sure. that That's kind of like an, an affiliate, uh, sorry, an, an, either an affiliate program or an influencer program. So they kind of want to vet who are their ambassadors. Sure. Um, right. But uh, you can you can have both, honestly. I mean, sure, having influencers promoting your brand, that's that's great because they have a reputation, but your customers can do a great job too at selling your, your brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you, t you hinted at a couple of things in there as well. I'm curious what the challenges are. We're talking about a lot of the positives and how good this is and everyone should do it for sure. But there are some challenges here as well. What, can you highlight some of those things that maybe, you know, people run up against that, uh, you know, cause challenges for them? Yeah. Um, so I would say um, if we think about challenges, kind of like some of the well, I'll address kind of like the 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 fraud um, uh, issue that I that I raised uh, earlier. So of course there could, there could be there could be fraud. I mean, just like in any activity that's involving people, it, you know, there's always uh, the possibility of you know somebody trying to game the system or trying to uh, uh, you know, use it in a fraudulent way. So, but like I said, the response to that is having systems in place. Um, and so at Rafal Candy, we have uh, we have several different ways to kind of like prevent uh, um, fraudulent referral purchases from, from not, not purchases, but fraudulent referrals from happening. Um, so let's say if somebody tries to refer themselves, uh, you know, we're, we have systems mm -hmm. to, to prevent that. Um, if an advocate has uh, an unusual number of referrals or an unusual number of clicks coming from the referral link, we, we raise that immediately to the merchant so they can uh, take a look at it and, and potentially uh, either void those referrals or ban the advocate uh, entirely. So, so, or if the coupon code ends up in a, in a coupon site, we also, you know, let the merchant know. So they, because obviously that, that's not the point of a referral coupon code. That's the point is that you share with your friends, not just on a, on a coupon site. So, um, 
so yeah, those are uh, things that we do and those are systems we have in place and we're constantly trying to, well, you know, uh, trying to get ahead of, of yeah. any potential new fraudulent options that might, that might come up. Uh, but in terms of challenges, so I would say that one of the, one of the main blockers that prevents referral programs uh, from being successful is the lack of promotion. And it's something you, you kind of just raised with the example right. that, you, that, you, that you mentioned. Um, if you don't let your customers know that you have a referral program, they're never going to know about it. And they're never going to... And if you don't let them know, they're not going to know about it. But if you don't remind them, they're going to forget about it. Even yeah. if you tell them once, don't think that just telling them once is going to be uh, enough. Um, and, it's, and it's interesting because like you, you actually uh, mentioned that too as well. When you buy anything from an e-commerce store, let's say for the first time, in 90% of the cases, most of the content you're going to receive after that, most of the emails you're going to get after that are intended to get you to buy again from the store, even if it's a week later, yeah. which doesn't really make sense. I'm, I'm, I mean, if I just bought something from the store, I'm probably not going to buy anything anytime soon, at least in the next few weeks or next month. So it doesn't make sense to send me a coupon code that I could have used uh, a week before. Right. Yeah. Um, and so having a referral program, it's, it's a way of interacting with your customers, keep them engaged with your brand at the end of the day, stay top of mind without the kind of like the pushy content of, Hey, come back to my store and buy from me again. And here's a coupon code. And now we have a flash sale and don't miss out our weekend sale, you know, and all, all that kind of, all that kind of message. Um, so yeah, letting people know and reminding them. Um, and then also in terms of uh, setting incentives, uh, I mentioned earlier that sure. A lot of your customers are, are going to refer um, are going to refer your brand to, to their friends and family, but incentives play a really big role and, and incentives do work because if you are incentivized to get something out of it or to give something to your friends, that's really going to make a difference. And so I think a lot of referral programs <clears throat> that might offer a 5% discount to, uh, to the advocate and the friend, mm. you know, you're probably offering a 10% just to sign up on the newsletter, you know, 5%, it's really not going to do. Yeah. Right. Well, right. No. Um, and so, so yeah, those, those are things that, uh, that uh, tends tend to be overlooked. Uh, I think in, in a lot of referral programs and prevent them from becoming a, a customer acquisition and customer retention machine. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, I think that's the thing about a lot of these marketing things is, you know, to understand the challenges and how you approach this. And, you know, I came from the performance marketing space, you know, affiliate marketing and, you know, when you would talk to new clients, you would have to upfront be like, you know, fraud happens. Here's how we manage it. Right. And so it's really, really important to, you know, figure out how you're going to deal with that and have people aware of, you know, sort of the downsides of this and how these could be misused or, you know, mistreated or taken advantage of. Right. Because I think, you know, brands may be afraid to jump into this because they don't want to have to deal with a bunch of fraud and, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not necessarily a bunch, but it happens and it's another yep. added uh, thing they have to worry about. Um, I'm curious what, uh, what you're most excited about, you know, what, what's coming up in the referral marketing space that you're really, really uh, excited about? Uh, well, I'm actually really excited about something that we're launching at referral candy. Um, it's, it, we're in the process of launching it right now. It's, it's in a, it's in a private, uh, kind of like a private beta at the moment. Um, and so, but it's called influencer candy. Um, and it's, again, it's one of, one of the pieces of word of mouth marketing. And it's something that we've seen uh, growing a lot in the past few years, especially after 2020. Um, a lot of our customers would have a referral program, a referral candy account with us, uh, just to run a, a traditional referral program. And then they would start, uh, 
another program, another separate referral candy account, just to uh, work with influencers in a performance base, right? So instead of paying them, um, or maybe on top of, maybe just a way of, as a way for them to kind of track how uh, influencers are promoting the product and what kind of traction they're generating from it. Because the traditional way that brands work with with influencers is that you pay them an upfront fee. Um, in a lot of cases, it can be a really high upfront fee. And they create the content, and then you can you can obviously recycle that content, put it on your blog, put it on your uh, on your newsletter, put it on your uh, you know product pages, whatever it is. Um, but and then they, obviously the influencer posts this on their on their social media accounts as well. But you do, you don't really uh, establish any sort of like you know tracking system to see how much revenue that post is actually generating. It's more kind of like a brand building type of uh, activity. So what we're building now uh, uh, with uh, Influencer Candy is a way for brands to find influencers to work with. And then once they find, or once we help them find those influencers, they can work with them in a way that's, we believe it's fair for everybody. Uh, so the, the, the influencer gets paid per uh, a small initial fee to create the content and then they get paid based on the views and based on the purchases. So there's like a, a little bit of a revenue share um, in, in the mix, which, you know, putting skin in the game, I think it's, I think it's fair for everybody. Also the same way that uh, the referral candy, uh, our pricing works, uh, our pricing it, it relies uh, on, on commissions on referral sales. So if our referral program is not working well, and if our referral program is not making money, we're not going to make money either. So we, we like to have that kind of skin in the game. Um, and I think it's, I think it makes it fair for, for everybody. So, so yeah, I, I think influencer marketing, it's something that, has evolved in a very interesting way over the past few years. Uh, I always uh, mentioned the fact that, you know, when I joined referral candy, when I, when I got started in e-commerce back in 2016, I would see a lot of, uh, you know, kind of like rented Lamborghinis and, and, you oh, yeah, know, right. like uh, kind of influencers back then. Um, and it has definitely evolved now into uh, something, you know, something very interesting when you have people that are, legit uh really good content creators that have uh an engaged audience following them because they're interesting in what they say and what they're promoting and um and you know what they what they have to offer to their audience so so there's a lot of potential there yeah it, it absolutely has matured into a you know a real business model uh and gone through some evolution as you said uh and, and changed some for good some for you know maybe smaller volume yeah. Um, but, but sometimes that smaller volume from like a really influential person that has, you know, say a hundred or a thousand really strong followers that are really connected, that's really, really impactful. And then you're gaining customers. Um, I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about what referral marketing can do for, you know, these e-commerce brands that are facing a tough situation. I mean, you know, advertising has taken a real hit, you know, it's, it's more expensive, We've lost a lot of attribution and tracking. You know, we're in we're in a recession. It seems like you know there's less disposable income. Gas prices are, you know, through the roof, and so people have less money to spend with their you know favorite e-commerce store. Um, what can referral marketing do for them to like either increase average order value, increase lifetime value, increase growth of customer? And I don't know if maybe you have some stats to to mention as well. Yeah, absolutely. So. One of the one of the stats that we work with, uh, or one of the I guess key performance indicators that we work uh, with our with our customers um, is the what we call the referral rate, uh, which it can be either a percentage of orders generated through the referral program compared to a total number of orders, 
or percentage of revenue um, coming from referrals compared to total monthly revenue. Um, and so we uh, we we're we're pretty upfront in the sense that uh, we tell our customers that if they obviously uh, you know, if they have kind of like a sizable uh, uh, you know list of existing customers and number of monthly orders, which you know we say at least at least at the very least 100 orders a month is something that you need uh, to be able to see some sort of results um, in the maybe not in the short term, but you know, in, in, a, in a few months. Um, if you're over 500, over 1,000, you will likely see results pretty much right away on your referral program. Uh, but again, if you have, again, a decent size of, or, or like a recurring number of orders coming every every month, um, and then you do the promotion that we suggest to do, which is you know have a post-purchase email, have uh, reminders, have uh, some sort of widget, and promote it on social media at least uh, uh, a couple times a month you should be able to see at least a 2% increase in referral sales. And, mm-hmm. and, and that, it, well, in sales, so I mean like a, an additional 2% coming from, from referrals, which might seem small, uh, 2%, but I, I've honestly seen many of the case studies that we have on our, on our website are at 10%, which is, it's, it's a lot when you think about it. Um, and it's definitely not, extreme not not difficult or not extremely difficult to to achieve it's definitely something that you can definitely uh, achieve from uh, from your referral program but this is we're talking when we talk about referral rates or these two percent ten percent we're talking about um new revenue from new customers so mm-hmm. these are people that haven't bought from you before and they're likely going to stay with you for additional purchases and also it was a lot cheaper for you to acquire that customer than it was to acquire, you know, whatever customer you've acquired through uh, through Google Ads or or Facebook Ads or Instagram Instagram Ads, so it, it affects the bottom line in a in a positive way in the sense that your your net margin is going to be a lot higher from those customers, and if you can have a bigger pool of those customers that have been acquired through referrals compared to any other channel, your net margin is definitely going to see um, an improvement. Um, and then and then these customers, uh, I don't have the, the numbers in front of me right now, but there are multiple studies that show that customers coming from referrals, first of all, have a higher intent. By the, by the time they reach your store, they have a higher intent. So conversion rates uh, are, are a lot higher because they have already been convinced by somebody they trust. Um, and so they tend to stay longer. Uh, I mean, like making more purchases than average customers and spend more. Um, so all that combined, it, it can really help the bottom line of your business, uh, which is again, having uh, higher uh higher margins uh higher net profit which is something you can eventually reinvest in your company um to to grow your business to you know provide better support provide better products to your customers so uh, if there is a time to take a look at your financials and see what you can do to improve it it's it's definitely now yeah well 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 said no that that was that was great that was really helpful um, I do think it does make me think a lot about, you know, just this whole conversation of like HubSpot talks about the flywheel, right? Over, yep. over the, the funnel, right? And so we talk a lot about, you know, the funnel and marketing and, you know, uh, awareness, consideration, conversion, and bringing people through that. And then I think there's a fair bit of discussion about like, you know, customer service and brand and resonating with the brand and making sure that people are having an amazing experience. But the other side of that, that, uh, HubSpot flywheel is bringing customers in, amazing experience, buy, 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 but turn them into an ambassador, an mm-hmm. advocate, you know, a referral, someone who is going to do word of mouth marketing. And I don't see a lot of content for that. 
But to me, especially when you know the cost of clicks are going up, the you know, ROAS is is going down. We're looking at the whole store based on how much we're advertising. You know what's whole store revenue and how's that growing? That piece in the HubSpot flywheel at you know the end, even though it's a it's circular, mm-hmm. that becomes that much more important. And so if I can acquire a customer even at break even or a potential loss, say I spend a hundred dollars and I get one customer and they buy fifty dollars worth of product. If I can turn them into seven and then I can turn those seven into another five and those five, right? Like the multiplying effect of that is massive. And I just don't seem to hear enough uh, conversation around that stuff, right? Is Is that coming? Are people becoming more aware of that? Why are people not talking about this more often? So No, people are definitely... I mean, they're definitely more aware. Um, and it's it's interesting how these things tend to come up in times where, you know, things get right. rough. Um, this happened in 2020. Um, I remember, uh, I mean, April 2020 was, was a very busy time because a lot of stores were looking into, suddenly looking into referral marketing for customer acquisition. But that's when I started to realize that a lot of brands were looking at it from a customer retention uh, point of view right. of like, let's keep them engaged. Right. Uh, we know they're not going to buy anytime soon. What, what else can they do? What else can we, uh, you know, what else can we do to, uh, to engage with them? Um, and, and, you know, what else can we do to keep them, keep them around and make sure that they can bring their friends. And so that's when, yeah, that's when I definitely realized that, that because before that uh, referral marketing, I mean, again, it had that retention component, but, uh, it was mostly seen as a customer acquisition uh, channel, mostly because before 2020, it's when you know we had this kind of—I mean, it was, it was definitely a bull market—and and and at the same time, e-commerce stores were kind of like focused on this growth at all costs. Um, and so, yeah. uh, you know, it was like, okay, we're acquiring customers through organic, we're acquiring customers through through paid ads. Let's acquire them through referrals too, right? Like, let's you know, why not? But now it's when customers, uh, I mean, uh, excuse me, brands started to realize that they could engage with these customers in a different way um, and not just, or, or, or they, or they didn't have any sort of retention system in place. And, and they thought about, well, let's, you know, let's launch a referral program. So sure, they can help us acquire more, more customers and diversify our, our acquisition channels. But at the same time, we can give them an incentive to come back and buy from us again mm-hmm. uh, by giving them giving them a, a, a discount, or at least just stay top of mind. Like if you if you're referring yeah. friends, um, if you're referring friends and, and your friends are are buying from a store that you've referred them to, you guys are probably going to talk about it. They're going to tell you, hey, like you know, thanks for that, or or hey, like you know, I've been using the product that you told me about, or you know, it's great, and you know, and and now it creates that kind of like you know, make, makes it more familiar for everybody. Um, and so now we're seeing a, another increase in, in, you know, in signups and kind of like more brands interested in running referral programs because again, because it's, uh, uh, it's definitely, there are times in which, you know, you're, you're kind of forced to look into, uh, additional channels or, or alternatives when, when things go you know very well, like, like they did for a lot of e-commerce brands in during 2020 and 2021, maybe it wasn't, you know, that important to or maybe it wasn't that necessary to diversify even though uh uh customer acquisition costs were going through the roof but but still you know the brands were doing very well even though they had a lot of competition but the, there was money to spend uh people were still in somewhat some sort of lockdown so e-commerce was still growing right. but now we have inflation i mean we have all these issues that you mentioned and we also have the fact that uh consumer spend is starting to transition more into services and into things that 
weren't a possibility before, like travel. Yeah. Um, yeah. So right. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting to, to that shift, right? That now people are you know shifting towards travel, and you know your your point's really interesting because the brands that communicate with me are certainly the ones that are top of mind that I will buy from, the ones that email me, text me. But of the brands that come to mind, I don't believe I've seen a referral program. So maybe that's something. But that's another reason to email and connect connect with people. And if I was a refer and I knew that, I might be even more likely to talk about it. So that's a really, really great point to stay top of mind and say kind of top of voice, you yeah. know, for for you know, me to share with my friends. It's like, oh, this is a brand that I like. And hey, you can use this link and get a discount. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it makes a lot of sense. Um Raul, I really appreciate uh, your time and, and, and doing this and sharing uh, all your insights and, and referral marketing for uh, e-commerce. Where can people uh, learn more about Referral Candy uh, or possibly connect with you on Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, wherever you may be? <laughs> Absolutely. They can, they can learn more about Referral Candy on our website, uh, referralcandy.com. Um, and if they want to connect with me, uh, my email is probably the best channel. Uh, it's Raul G, so R-A-U-L-G at referralcandy.com. Or LinkedIn, they can find me there as well. Awesome. Well, well, thanks so much again, and uh, really appreciate it. And uh, uh, best of luck to you in in uh, this this time of 2022 when uh, things are very interesting. They're always interesting. Sure. But always, I think there's yeah. a great sounds like there's a great opportunity for referral candy to grow uh, through this sort of economic downturn. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye for now. <laughs>